0: Hi and welcome to Mind the Millennial Gap. My name is Chris, and I'm an elder millennial.
1: And my name is Jillian and I'm a younger millennial.
0: And together we discuss topics from our viewpoints across the different ends of millennialism.
1: And we are so happy to have you here with us.
0: Hey Gij, how's it going?
1: (gasps) Hey Chris, so good. How are you?
0: I am great, thank you.
1: Great. We love to hear it.
0: What are we doing today?
1: Well, first of all, happy Halloween. Oh, yeah. Happy happy. Halloween. This comes out on Halloween.
0: How opportune.
1: I know. So good, right? For those of you watching on Twitch, I am wearing a witch's hat and like a witchy top. And we have our skeleton blanket. Tis the season. Chris, how do you feel about Halloween?
0: I like it. Um, I don't think I do like a lot for it. Ever since being in a relationship with you, uh, I definitely do more than I ever have for Halloween. But I can get down. I don't mind following.
1: That's it. That's great. Um, Halloween is my favorite holiday. I love it. (laughs) It, like, edges Christmas out slightly. (laughs) And just absolutely love it. So Chris is a good sport. And I think every year Halloween gets a little bit bigger. We are, we, you know... We are on the debate about getting a 12-foot skeleton. Is it a challenge to God, per the tweet? I'm sure. I don't think everyone
0: knows. Like, can you set that that for everyone? I don't
1: think I can. (laughs) No. You guys just have to Google it, find the meme, report back to us.
0: It's a great meme. Go look it up. Go find it. Go look for 12-foot Home Depot skeleton versus God. Versus God. (laughs) It's great.
1: Um, But, yeah, Christopher, what was your favorite... Halloween costume. Growing up, you you grew up in the eighties, and then like I guess you hit ten in the early nineties.
0: Yeah, my mom was an excellent seamstress. Um, unbeknownst to me as a child, <laughs> I just thought that was normal. I thought everybody's mom sewed, right? Yeah. And so my mom sewed me a ninja costume. So not ninja turtle, not. Any, like, former ninja, just, yeah. like, traditional Japanese depiction of ninja. And she showed me this entire ninja outfit. And it had a mask on it. And the mask was so hot, like, I would sit there and sweat, like, my eyes would, like, water. And I would sit there <laughs> and, like, sweat on my cheeks. It would just be so hot. But I thought it was the coolest thing oh, behind the ninja mask. It was the best. How about you? It
1: sounds adorable. Um so my mom actually sent over a picture of it this week and I'll post it on the Instagram, mind the millennial gap at Instagram, if you want to see it. But I was, I had a hard time, um, super committing to the like less is more idea as a child and really as an adult too. So I had, um, this, it was like a sugar plum fairy outfit is what I used to call it it's like think the like poofiest pinkest ballerina wire netting glitter um stars and moons and hearts on it just pink outfit you can think of and then I had like layered my mom's jewelry and I had like pearls on and a crown on and I was like I was not like the youngest kid I was probably like I was definitely in grade school by that time just loved it I remember that outfit I used to like sneak in the middle of the night to our to like where the the dress up clothes were and put it on because it just made me so happy I loved it
0: oh that's awesome do you ever remember going to school and seeing other kids costumes and thinking they were like better than yours
1: so I don't know I think like your mom sewed my mom was also really creative and the majority of our outfits were like Mm -hmm. costumes and things that she made um and so I think I always was like wow their costume looks so cool like all the store-bought ones um but like really it was kind of cool to be so like individual every year how about you
0: um I remember in elementary school going to school and it was a kid in my neighborhood uh didn't play with him a lot but knew him I wasn't with like we didn't catch him often I don't know why but as the group of friends that we had we knew him and we went to school with him um his parents I'd love to give his dad credit but if his dad helped I assume it was his mom very creative made a full blown like young Harrison Ford Indiana Jones outfit with full bullwhip and I was just beyond jealous (laughs) I thought that was the coolest coolest thing and I should probably now in my adulthood find a reason to go be Indiana Jones, but not like old Harrison Ford. I don't know if you saw the more recent movie. It just Never it's just slower. Jones. And, it's just slower and like angrier now.
1: Oh no! So baby <laughs> Indiana Jones. That's right. With a bullwhip. Was this like a real bullwhip?
0: Full blow, full bullwhip. So back before, uh, you couldn't have weapons. Yeah, back before really... you couldn't have a lot of things at school. This kid had, like, an eight-foot bullwhip, like, tied to his hip. It was awesome.
1: I think you explained this to me one time, but a bullwhip is, like, breaking the fa- sound barrier?
0: Yeah, the crack you hear, I believe, um, is, like, the function of the whip going faster than sound and breaking the sound barrier. That's
1: wild. It's very interesting to me. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. Well, thank you for chatting to me a little bit. Today, we are going to do a time machine episode. So, that's where we um, kind of look at nostalgia on things like things that scared us as kids in the 90s, 80s. Um, And to like preface this, this is probably not going to be the longest episode simply because we have a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful episode coming out next week um, with our lovely friend Sarah on millennial mental health. So we've already recorded this week. We're a little burnt out. It was a really great episode, but not light subject matter. So we're just going to keep it light. We're going to keep it fun. We're going to keep it joyful. And please, those of you who are part of the community, please send us the things that scared you as kids. Um, we would love, love to hear them and see how common they are. So
0: where, where can people send us stuff before we start?
1: You can find us at MindTheMillennialGap on Instagram mind the millennial gap pod on tiktok and then mind the millennial gap on twitch youtube and mind the millennial gap at gmail.com did i get them all
0: yeah multiple places (laughs) to, to contact and interact with us we'd love to have everyone
1: yes and we've gotten i got my favorite um listener dm ever ever this week it was i didn't didn't ask permission to share it, so I won't. But it was very, very happy. It made me, made me very happy. Um, so keep sending them in. We really mm. love hearing from you all. Yeah.
0: All right, okay. wonderful. So let's get in the time machine. Cool. Let's go back. Where, where are we going back to?
1: We are going back to our respective childhoods. And this is really where I think our like age difference is going to show. Christopher, tell me about the first time you remember seeing something and being scared, like movie, TV show, something kind of in that realm.
0: Ooh, I don't know if I can call out the first time, but I can tell you like one when I was like super young yeah. and yeah. it got me. Um, I wish I could remember the name of the Christmas movie, but there's, there's only a handful of formulas for Christmas movies and... Uh, Apparently Christmas has been at risk many, many, many times during our lifetime and Hollywood has like been able to like catch it all on film. But when I was a little boy, I remember going to the movies. Uh I believe yeah, I remember going to the movies that we were just a young family, my sister and my folks and I. And it was a Christmas movie. And I'll have to go find which one it was, but uh Christmas was at risk and Santa had to save it. And Santa had to do this enormous, like, big maneuver with the sleigh. And the sleigh was malfunctioning. And uh, it got to a pretty tense spot for maybe a four-year-old little boy. And I screamed out loud in the movie theater in front of everyone, No! Santa! (laughs) I was so concerned because Santa was very real to me in that moment. And the risk of his life and potentially not uh, fulfilling our end of our agreement every year was probably going to get the best of me. So, <laughs> yeah, I, I'm sure I embarrassed some some parents, but I was very concerned about Santa dying in a movie.
1: That is really <laughs> funny. Not at all the direction I thought you were going to go, but that is, that's really funny, Chris.
0: <laughs> How about you, Jeej?
1: Oh, man. So, it was a... Like, extremely, extremely, extremely detrimentally sensitive child. Um, and there was a movie, I don't know if you remember it. That darn cat,
0: do you no, remember that, that doesn't at, all? Ring a bell at all? It was like
1: a kid's movie. I like kind of remember it. It was a, a not a murder mystery, but like a crime mystery for kids, and there were detectives and there was a cat. And at one point, in order to solve, like, kind of what solves the mystery is the cat comes back and finds the detective people. And the cat has like cherry pits stuck in its fur. To my tiny little brain, I thought the cat had been like hurt or it was like something like very gory that it had in there. Like it was part of a human that was in its thing. Could not, you could not convince me it, it was cherry pits. And I was so freaked out. I like had to sleep in my parents' room for forever. Ever after it, it like, and I can still like pull back and feel that fear I felt just the terror because I had a cat that I absolutely loved too, and so I was very scared that I was gonna find whatever was so freaky in her fur too afterwards. So, um, I think that's the scaredest I've ever been in my life though. Oh, really? I fear is not a super strong feeling I have, except for when I was really, really little, kind of in that instance. Um, yeah, but Chris, what do you, uh, are you scared now? Like kind of, where does your fear, fear factor set as we go talking about this?
0: Like fear factor about things that can't be explained or generally just being an adult.
1: (laughs) (laughs) No, we are not doing scary millennial stories and there were no more avocados for the (laughs) avocado toast. (laughs) We are, we're doing, like, how do you, like, do you like being scared? Do you get scared oh, easily?
0: Um, I don't get scared very easily, and I don't show fear outwardly much. I'm sure it could be a do somehow, some way, but mm-hmm. just general day-to-day. If anything, like, startles me or anything like that, I don't, I don't jump or jolt very yeah. often. Um, but I I don't like the feeling of fear. I do my best <laughs> to avoid it. Uh, it's, it's like it's like sour candy. There's so many people. So many people are like, mm, 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 I love sour candy. That love scary movies, scary like uh, like things you can go to, like haunted yeah. houses, yeah. haunted mazes, and all that stuff. Yeah. And I'm just. I'm just the guy in the back that's like, hmm, yeah, not for me. I I just do not get up to get scared on purpose. I don't like the feeling at all.
1: That's really fair. That's really fair. Um, dear listeners, we do have, Chris and I do have an agreement because I love scary. I love all things scary. I jump scare really, really easily, which makes haunted houses like kind of fun, but kind of also Probably terrifying for everyone around me because I'm screaming all the time. Um, but I love I love scary everything. So Chris and I have an agreement that we will watch one scary one scary movie together
0: <laughs> once a <laughs> Every year. Every year, yeah,
1: once a year. Um. Although this year I think mine was the oh my gosh the Drag Dragtacular, which was if you haven't watched it go do it. It's Ginger minge and friends and is a beautiful drag like a variety voice. show yeah. is kind of
0: the yeah. thing and yes on hulu so it was great wonderful yeah wonderful folks in drag yeah. just promoting hulu's whatever halloween lineup. event of halloween <laughs> yeah. and it was quite enjoyable it was
1: awesome um yeah so that's great and one one funny story even though chris is like not super being into s- being scared i think it was last year last year i went with chris's son to a haunted house and he is the absolute opposite just like walked through fearlessly <laughs> absolutely nothing i was like wah, wah, every five seconds and
0: uh to not was... have the world have like kicked you in the butt a bunch of times yet <laughs> he be just a fearless kid again
1: yes <laughs> I, I was like that was a little scary for me and he was like okay
0: <laughs> all right where's the next one all
1: right what are we doing <laughs> So, yeah, so good. Okay, so um, I have a list of things, and this is kind of media-driven, sort of, of things that scared 90s kids, Um, and I would like to present to you for discussion a handful of them, because I thought they were very interesting, and some of them, I don't know what they are, and I would love to know if you had the same reaction. The first on a handful of lists, which was a little bit weird to me... Because I I don't I've never watched this movie is the evil boiler scene in Home Alone. Do you have oh, any? Oh, it's the shortest,
0: tiniest little scene. Yeah, I love Home Alone. I, I know you still do. Though. It's a <laughs> great movie. It's time. Probably hasn't aged completely well <laughs> at all anymore. Um, yeah. So he finds himself. So uh, Kevin McAllister, the main character. Of the movie. If I'm spoiling this for anyone, like you should have been, have watched this in the last 20 years or however long it's been released now. Home Alone
1: is so much in everyone's zeitgeist (laughs) at this point. We all, even if we haven't seen it, we've seen it.
0: So Kevin McAllister, a kid under the age of 10 ish, uh, finds himself home alone in this enormous, enormous home in the suburbs of Chicago. And so he goes through like some stages of like anxiety and fear because he's home alone, and then he just like sucks it up and like takes the empowered route of it all. And so at one point he goes down into this basement, unfinished basement that isn't uh, a living space at all. It's more of a storage utility space. Yeah. And the boiler or the furnace or yeah. the heater. Um, kind of like fires up I guess and then they aggrandize it with, with the film they do some zooming in and make it like some of the mechanics go up and down and as, as big a boy as he was trying to be in that moment he couldn't take it screamed bolted back upstairs did
1: that scare you at all?
0: Uh no not when I watched it as not a when you watched it no not one bit <laughs>
1: apparently enough people thought it was traumatizing to include it as like number one on the list
0: so I I I probably as a kid didn't recognize or realize what that was mm. right I d- I wouldn't have known that that was a furnace because furnace in my house didn't look like that
1: gotcha no that that makes sense um the second thing that people mentioned was um. Are You Afraid of the Dark? That was a little old for me. Tell me about Are You Afraid of the Dark?
0: So Are You Afraid of the Dark was an after school program on TV. And it was just a tiny 30 minute TV slot, you know, ad commercials. It's barely 20 minutes. And yeah, that was scary. Like I couldn't watch them. Like I'd pick, I'd get brave and like watch them some more as a kid and then be like, it's five in the afternoon and I am scared out of my mind. <laughs> and so it was effectively these just short stories of kids interacting with, I guess the paranormal. Interesting. Uh, like the full spectrum of paranormal. It was yeah. these tiny little books, kind of yeah. like, um, Goosebumps. It was on that same level of goosebumps where you're like, all right, yeah. that one didn't get me. And then like you pick up another one and you're like, um, can't mm. sleep now.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. Okay. So that's super interesting. Do you remember any episodes that were like, especially scary?
0: No, I don't. Um, I just remember that, that show we had a off and on, mostly off relationship just because I <laughs> couldn't keep, off. I couldn't be scared of like. 4:30 in the afternoon wasn't working for me.
1: <laughs> that is so so funny. Um okay, number 3 is and this is where I kind of start to gain some knowledge. Unsolved mysteries. <laughs> Can I Okay, as a kid.
0: So, explain your version oh of gosh. unsolved mysteries. Unsolved
1: mysteries was like the biggest treat in the world. When you were sick at my house, my mom would make you this like sick bed in our in one of the extra rooms. And it would be like you were just so tucked in cozy. You got like the special blanket and you got to watch daytime television, which we were so stoked about it. And Unsolved Mysteries was like right in the smack of the day. Usually they had like a little bit of a series of it came on after Matlock. Um, so
0: given that very, very, very cushy treatment yeah. of being sick, how how much were you sick?
1: I was sick a lot of <laughs> Sick a lot, and <laughs> in
0: your adult in your adult life now, can you admit the ratio of how often you were sick, sick versus I didn't want to go to school and I got a cushy daytime so soap couch session instead?
1: You know, um, I I had some like I had some like throat stuff, you know, <laughs> but uh definitely not as much. I also was lucky enough to have parents that were like kind of well, my mom especially was kind of mental health informed. Yeah. Um, growing up, and she believed mental health days are sick days, and so she was happy if to like if we were just like we need a break to sign us out of school for the most part, as long as we were able to maintain our grades. Oh, wow, that was the thing. Wow, yeah. all
0: right, want- unsolved mysteries. Yeah,
1: so unsolved mysteries was like the greatest story, and I live, laugh, loved for those. It is something about first of all, I thought that the host, Robert was very handsome and he had on that like trench coat. Always and
0: that- the trench coat. Yeah. Think, always the trench coat. Do you remember Dog McGruff? I he was some he public was a service team fighters. Yeah, he's some like public okay. service announcement mascot. Yeah. I swear they ripped off the guy from Unsold Mysteries. To like his Dog whole McGruff. persona. Like he should have sued.
1: It was I love that. I hope that's
0: what it is. We <laughs>
1: we <laughs> we on this podcast are dedicated to the truth. We will follow up on Dog McGrath and Pat McGrath or whatever his name is. I think Pat McGrath is a makeup artist. Um, Pat Robertson? I don't know. Robert Stack.
0: <laughs> Robert Stack. Good looking dude. Always in a trench coat. Always in
1: a trench coat.
0: Always the exact same lighting.
1: Always. It's a little bit creepy, like kind of blue in the background.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and I really liked it because it the episodes were kind of split most of the time, if I'm remembering this correctly. Like there was like kind of a supernatural one at the top and then there was like more of a murdery one at Ooh, the bottom. I don't know if
0: I ever noticed a theme of that. I just just remember there was like multiple segments in one show. Yes.
1: I watched a lot of Unsolved Mysteries. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> and that was like it was like perfect right you got a little like spooky spooky and then you got something that was i i turned off a lot of the murder half of it though um but you got more of that and it it was sometimes very interesting sometimes it was just missing missing people or people that have disappeared um but yeah unsolved mysteries but the like i can like hear this is unsolved mysteries the like <laughs> intro music and everything
0: I just remember a, a lot of ghost stories. Yeah, like all, Civil all War ghost stories. Yeah, that, those always like, growing up in the, the the South where I grew up, I was around a lot of that Civil War history. and yes. so those ones where they're like, yeah, we totally saw five like Civil mm-hmm. War uh, soldiers here in the visitor center, and you're just like, oh my gosh, I could just, I wonder if I could see one. Like that's my, my kid <laughs> mind doing that, right?
1: Yes. Christopher, have you ever seen a ghost?
0: I have never seen a ghost.
1: Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. Um, but do you, did you, were you afraid that the introduction of Civil War soldiers through Unsolved Mysteries would ever show you the ghosts?
0: I don't think I was ever, like, scared of it. Like, I was more intrigued by it. I'm like, oh, they got to see it. I wonder if, uh, wonder if I, I wonder, can sign up for that. Uh, we can do that.
1: <laughs> Very interesting. Very interesting.
0: I bet you if I ever had that experience, I'd maybe have some different words. But, like, in the moment, I was always more intrigued than anything.
1: That makes a lot of sense. Um, all right. Moving on to the next one. And this is one you actually brought up when I, like, was like, ah, this morning. This is what we're doing. You brought up X-Files, Christopher.
0: Man, X-Files was a little too uh, too scary for my young brain.
1: Tell us more. What is X-Files?
0: Um. Gosh, what is X-Files? X-Files is a, is a... Like a detective show. But it was a detective show for... What in the episodes turns out to be paranormal-related at the end of every single episode. And so there were uh, two detectives. One was a man, I can't remember. And the other one was a red-headed lady. She was lovely.
1: Scully and Mulder. Scully am- and
0: Mulder, thank you. Yes. And uh, they they got leads and they went and solved mysteries. And like I said, the, the ending of most of the shows were paranormal related. The lighting, the way that they shot that particular show, it was just dark. It was always yes. very, very, very dark.
1: It and was. it had a
0: little bit of the jump scare, like formula in the show. Yes. And so it's just it would just sit there and lead you down this path really really slow and then there'd be, the jump scare moment where, the reality that something that was not human had done something. Yes. Yeah, I
1: remember. I was that probably
0: just way. a hair too young to be watching that show.
1: Probably a little bit, and it's also very alien based too. And yeah. if you were afraid of aliens, yeah.
0: Uh, no, they had. I remember one. They had this guy that was. Um, a, a, had somehow become a tapeworm as well. Yes, and he lived in the pipes, and uh, man, that that one freaked me out.
1: That is that is scary. That is <laughs> like as an adult, that one is like that's very interesting. Yes. <laughs> oh, very very cool. Um, the next one, the internet has died on my phone. My oh, okay. phone has lost all all power, so I can't look them up. So I'm going to have to do this by memory now. Well, um,
0: I have one to bring up if ooh, you want to Okay, yes, um, I would love to hear yours. Keep looking up some things because one of my ones that got me when I was a kid. Yeah. And everyone can laugh, everyone can, can say what they want. Okay. Um I don't know if everyone is familiar with uh, the Ernest franchise of movies. So Ernest goes to camp. Ernest goes somewhere, Ernest saves Christmas, you know, all all of these things, right? I never heard about them until
1: I started dating you.
0: And so uh, Ernest P. Worrell is a character that was made up by a a gentleman by the name of Jim Varney. Uh, Jim Varney was local to Tennessee in the south where I grew up, so I don't know if that his uh, franchise of movies were maybe more apparent and available uh, when I went to when I lived down in the South, but he had one where it was, uh, Ernest saves Halloween. And the, yes. Uh, the, the villain, the, the scary thing. in Ernest saves Halloween as a kid freaked me out. It was this troll thing that lived in, lived in a tree and they, they somehow woke it up in the tree and it can mimic, uh other people's voices to lure them in and I ooh just as a kid that one stuck me good. Scared that me horrifying. really good. And now I've watched it si- I've watched it maybe once since as an adult. I'm like Yeah. Alright, I can series, see why that was yeah. scary to a kid, but this is not this is nonsense now, right?
1: It was a little scary. Like I got like a little like whoop
0: Yeah, they just they did a good job. Hair yeah. makeup folks did they a did. great job. They, they had you know, yeah, slobbery face. They they made a monster, and that monster got me as a kid. It was very scary. <laughs> um,
1: do you remember? Do you the twenty first night of September? Um, oh my gosh, what is the movie with the clown? It. 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 Did you ever watch that as a kid? I
0: never. I never watched the classic. Uh, Halloween movies. Mm. So the Halloween franchise, I've never seen it. I've never seen uh, the Jason movies, Freddy Krueger, all of that. Not my jam. Never signed up for them at all. But like, I understand. Was it Pennywise the clown mm-hmm. is in uh, the movie It? Yeah. And they just barely what was it last year, the year before last, they did another probably a few movie years longer than
1: that. Yeah.
0: Yeah, they did another movie in that franchise, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's something a lot of millennials called out as being like super scary to them too.
0: Oh, I'm sure.
1: Yeah, he gets a little clown, there's a balloon. It's almost, if you go back and watch the original, it's almost laughable how unscary it is. Like I remember watching it little, like little, little with my cousins and being like, that wasn't so bad. And then I watched it again in the last 10 years and I was like, still not so bad. <laughs> but that is something that like struck struck fear into the hearts of many millennials
0: yeah i bet i wonder where like uh wonder where saw lines up for for all the millennials
1: Ooh, interesting or like because
0: that's a different genre of horror right yeah
1: i don't know i remember the ring was really popular when i was in like high school
0: oh yeah the ring i do remember the ring yeah the grudge
1: the grudge yeah wow there were some good horror movies back then.
0: Yeah, one that got me really good is uh, The Omen. The Omen. So The Omen is a movie about this uh, couple that uh, find out that their child is the Antichrist. Oh, yeah. Okay.
1: We love a good Antichrist <laughs> film.
0: Yeah, that, that one was wild. That is nuts. That is nuts.
1: Um, Okay, and then the last thing on this list we're taking a sharp turn. All of these things so far have been like entertainment, kind of common movies or TV mm-hmm. shows we watched up with. Furbies, Christopher. What is your knowledge about Furby lore?
0: Um, I don't think I know much about Furbies other than they look a lot like uh, Gremlins. Yeah. Do you remember uh, the movie Gremlins? I've
1: never watched it, but... Yeah, I am very familiar with it. Yeah, they do look exactly like gremlins. Right?
0: They they look a lot like gremlins from that film. But I don't know what Furbies are. I haven't ever delved into that.
1: So Furbies are a little bit weird. Um, one, yes, they do look just like gremlins, which is maybe like a little bit freaky. Um, and then two, they, they were... So what this article points to is people who got them were usually a little bit too old to like understand them. They were supposed to be marketed for much younger kids, and they kind of mimicked the sounds that they made, gave it back to them. We were a little bit older, but like a tamagotchi, right? Like something you have to take care of to kind of keep alive is a, a thing of a Furby. Um, but they were just they were like a little bit uncanny the way that it would repeat stuff back to you. My sister had a Furby, and Lauren. Um, would love for you to confirm this story because I remember it, but they would, they're supposed to be kind of like light motion activated, okay. so you could do it something. Hers would just kind of chatter all the time. Like nobody would be around. It would still talk. And so she like put it in the closet, like where nothing, nothing could pass by it. It would still chatter. She took out the batteries and I don't know if Furbies have like some sort of backup, battery system in them it still talked so and i think that was just like common furby lore right like you could take out the batteries and they would still talk and they would kind of go off in the middle of the night and things like that
0: interesting isn't just it say so, things
1: you had never said to them
0: isn't it so interesting that the like stuffed animal section of like toys like weaves in and out of animatronic version yeah. and just like soft like, we're just going back to traditional. We're not going to have these things blink eyes or make noise or anything, yeah. right? Yeah, Cause yeah. Because when, when I was a young, young boy, they had uh, Teddy Ruxpin.
1: Teddy Ruxpin is definitely haunted. 10 out of 10, haunted.
0: Yeah, good old Teddy Ruxpin. He would read you <laughs> stories and just haunted stories. slow blink his eyes in front of you.
1: <laughs> oh, man. There is something a little bit freaky. um, A little bit freaky about that, for sure. My siblings one of them, I think Lauren was very scared of like mascots at Chucky, e, like the Chucky e. Cheese kind of characters, the Ooh. animatronic characters. And then the, the ones the, up
0: on stage that yeah. sing and barely move. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: And I think that's a common fear. That's something else that was like way further down the list too. Um, so yeah, kind of these things, these things, I think from what I gathered there, we had a fear of, um, things become like becoming pseudo humanoid almost okay yeah so like the boiler room it looked kind of like a face a little bit scary um the furbies talked kind of like a human kind of scary the things that kind of lived in that in between space here or there um the things that transformed that's what we were scared of when we were a little and maybe that's still what we're scared of a little bit as an adult who knows? Yeah. Things we was, can't explain.
0: I was gonna ask you, like, does anything scare you now or does that fear slide more into uh anxiety?
1: Oh yeah. I think like scared, scared that like feeling of fright. Yeah. Um and think anything like gory or like potentially like gory has that like ability to get mm-hmm. me to that place. Um, but nothing like no ghosts, no anything like that. You just nothing could scare me. You just
0: get the Sunday scaries. Just, just get just the, the a- Sunday scaries. The, the anxiety. Yes. That's what I was like. Is it like, do we hold on to fear as much? And everyone's different. Everyone has their own circumstances. There's yeah. nothing wrong with having uh, to have it experience fear in your life. But I didn't know if fear maybe gave way to anxiety because you have like. More knowledge more more wisdom of things, and you just might not want to do those things
1: mm it's a whole different feeling, yeah, yeah I don't know if I don't know if the fear gave way to the anxiety or the fear got to a manageable place, and now mm. it's something would something would have to be very scary to scare me, and i and probably something that I hadn't thought about as scary before would be what scared me if it were to ever happen,
0: right, yeah. Jillian, when she told me about this episode today, I was like, "Oh, millennial horror stories!" And all I could think of was just like people getting taken advantage at work and not yeah. not like appreciated or recognized for their efforts. <laughs> yes,
1: yes, yes, yes.
0: <laughs> like someone someone asking you if you could cover for uh, what your boss used to do because they've left the company. <laughs> And they were just like, yeah, if you could just do this until we find the replacement, that would be great. (laughs) (laughs) There's nothing more insulting (laughs) than you're not the guy, but we could trust you to do the work.
1: (laughs) Or having the IRS be like, you did not quite get your taxes right this year. Right? Yeah.
0: (laughs) Gosh, they should make that into a scary movie. (laughs) The Auditor.
1: The Auditor.
0: Yeah, there's there's just some things where you're just like, as an adult, it's like, Did I miss that bill?
1: Yeah. Is my car going to get repossessed for any reason?
0: (laughs) Where did I park?
1: Where did... Oh, (laughs) truly, truly the horror story.
0: (laughs) I There's... There's many... I've been to a lot of airports. The parking is always like a little bit your responsibility to remember where you park because the parking lots are so big at airports. Yeah. And so I used to travel quite a bit pre COVID for work and I always catch the same flights home and I always made it home around like 10 o'clock ish. Right. So you're just kind of after a lot of flights come in and I always parked in the same, same row, same stop in the, in the parking lot. So I didn't ever have to remember anything different, but every once in a while I'd catch a person and be like, Hey, I can't remember where I parked and there's a service. Did you know about really? this? They'll they'll come and they'll get you they'll pick you up. You get off the bus and there is a service in the airport parking lot where they'll just take you around in the lanes of all the parked That's cars to see if so you can see your funny.
1: car. I had no idea.
0: Yeah. But not where you parked your car. A little scary. A little
1: bit of a. Because you have to go through the probability turn.
0: of someone stole your car, which yeah. let's be real, pro- not the highest probability. But
1: never not a possibility.
0: Or you have to like face the fact that you're not as good as an adult as you thought you were as, when you got you know, out of your car. What?
1: Being a good adult <laughs> is very overrated. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh man. Well, what do you want to tell everyone during this spooky season?
1: Ugh, we hope that your spooky season is filled with. All of the fun types of scary and none of the adult types of scary.
0: Absolutely. Everyone have so much fun. Be safe. Eating all the candy. Do what you want to do. Have a great Halloween, everyone.
1: Bye. Bye.